0: what up, ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to a brand new episode of the square circle podcast i am your host marie shadows and on this episode of the square circle podcast we are continuing our best of the super junior 30 tournament review this one is night six may 18 2023 in iwate the rules for best of the super junior tournament goes as follows Two points for a pin or submission, one point for countout, zero points for no contest or DQ. Once again, this whole entire event for May 18th is all matches consisted of A block and B block. There are no extra matches during this event. And before we get started, just know that telling a friend about the Square Circle podcast and reviews for New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, MOW, any other wrestling that I go to, especially Goddesses of War Wrestling, which is coming up, please make sure to tell a friend. That is the most easiest way of marketing, the most easiest way of telling people, and it's all for free. My next event that I am booked at is Goddesses of War Wrestling, Battle of Athena, July 8th. I am currently taking bookings. So if you ever wanted to sponsor me so I can get to the show safely, so I can eat around the area where the show is at and come home safely, you can always reach out to me via DMs, via social media, such as Twitter, at Marie underscore Shadows. My DMs are open. Or... Email podcast at Outlook.com and ask me about the packages that I provide for the traveling sponsorships. When you sponsor me for July 8th of Battle of Athena in Lakewood, New Jersey from Goddesses of War Wrestling, you get shout-outs. Your brand will be in my vlog, in my podcasting. I will definitely put you over to the moon and back. All you have to do is just either email me or reach out via Twitter DMs and ask me about the sponsorships to help me travel from my home in New York City all the way to New Jersey and do commentating for Goddesses of War Wrestling. All of that information will be down in the description below. All right, let's get into this review of Best of the Super Juniors 30. May 18, 2023, in Iwate. We start out with A block. Doki versus Mike Bailey. This one was a super fast match. Both of them were equal in their attacks and counters. Mike Bailey comes out swinging with some kicks and Doki avoids them. Of course, there's a lot of diving onto the outside. Doki loves his dives. Mike Bailey, of course, was using his kicks and knees in order to get in some advantage spots over Doki. However, that spinning kick that Mike Bailey does, which you're in the corner, landed on Doki and ends up doing the ultimate weapon, the knees to the back, to Doki as well and picked up the victory in this match because of his finisher, So that gives Mike Bailey two points for A block. B block, we have Bushi versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. This one was kind of interesting because in the last episode, I was talking about how I want to get used to Bushi and understand Bushi. And this match was okay. This match was interesting. It starts off hot, meaning it's at a fast, comfortable pace for both men. When Bushi is fighting his Japanese colleagues, Bushi shines in that area. When Bushi fights the foreigners, the Americans or any other wrestlers that are not from Japan or even Japanese, there is something off between the chemistry. You can tell that Bushi has a very good fighting awareness wrestling awareness when he's fighting foreigners but when it comes to him fighting again his japanese colleagues it's very seamless it's very nice we do get a rough bump in this match we do get a drop kick to bushi the lawn blower or lung blower yoshinobu spits out that liquor that he always brings with him because bushi avoids it and then bushi takes a swig of that whiskey that yoshinobu brings down to the ring with him he takes a swig of it and spits it into yoshinobu's face and then does the ms driver and then this is how bushi goes over covers one two three and gets a win over yoshinobu kanemaru so bushi ends up getting two points for b-block Next, we have A Block, TJP versus Taguchi. As I mentioned, Taguchi is taking this Best of the Super Junior 30 tournament very seriously. No more comedic acts, and he has been staying true to promise for every single match he has had throughout this tournament. TJP has also been an awesome wrestler to watch and also review his matches and review his comments And seeing him versus Taguchi was a real treat for everyone involved. We start out with some wrestling. Taguchi does a plancha to TJP on the outside. We get a slingshot senton that TJP does to Taguchi, goes over, covers, but Taguchi kicks out. And then TJP does this snapping of the arm. TJP does his face wash, which, like I said, that move is very popular in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And every single city they went to, everyone reacted appropriately to the face wash. We get a hip attack to TJP from Taguchi, a swinging DDT, but that was avoided. We get a damn strong lariat to TJP from Taguchi. Taguchi comes in with another hip attack tries to go for the cover, thinks that he has it, but TJ kicks out. Then finally, we get that swinging DDT that TJ wanted to do for so long and does it on Taguchi. He follows it up with the Mamba Splash, but Taguchi kicks out. He's not going to let TJP get this victory just quite yet. Now, there's this stretch that TJP does, and I'm guessing it has to be French because of the way that they pronounce it the pinot stretch but as he applies that to taguchi we get a rope break there's an armbar a quick pin back to the pinoy stretch and then an inside cradle another attempt pin taguchi switches to the ankle lock to try and lock something in and possibly get the win however we do end up getting a double knee and then a butterfly pin but that doesn't work. The ankle lock no longer works. These attempted pins no longer work until TJP does the Pinoy stretch to Taguchi and has Taguchi tap out. That gives TJP two points for A block. For B block, we have Dan Maloney versus Kevin Knight. If you guys have not heard the praises I have been singing about Dan Maloney, who was part of the United Empire, and Kevin Knight, who is one half of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions with Kushida, make sure you go back into the previous podcast episodes talking Best of Super Juniors 30 and hear what I have to say about these two guys. I'm going to say it again. They are must watch. Please continue to support them in any way that you can because both of them are going to be real success stories in the world of professional wrestling and also in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. We start out with a big body slam, a cross body and a cover that Kevin Knight does. However, Dan kicks out. Dan throws Kevin to the outside. We get a vertical suplex from Dan. A cover, Kevin Knight kicks out. And then Dan goes back to that leg scissors to try and slow the match down to make the opponent lose a lot of breath. That's the reason why you would do a leg scissors. And Dan has a lot of strength in those legs too. So someone as big as Kevin, meaning tall, I should say as tall as Kevin, it'll make it a little bit harder for him to get adjusted for his breathing while he's in this body scissors. As we know, Kevin Knight flies all over the ring has super speed is a speedster. And by doing the body scissors, it definitely slows him down. However, because Kevin Knight is super long in body length, he ends up going to the ropes, getting a rope break. And now we get some chops happening. I don't really think wrestlers should get into a chopping war with Dan Maloney, unless you're Suzuki. Suzuki loves that shit. So when am I going to get Dan Maloney versus Suzuki? Kevin Knight does this really nice sliding shoulder block or shoulder tackle to Dan, goes for a cover. Dan kicks out. Dan comes in with that gore, covers Kevin Knight, but Kevin Knight is not going to let that happen. So he kicks out. And then Dan has the most Freakishly strength because he ends up doing a deadlift fisherman and turns that into a suplex, which looks amazing. The way he's able to muscle just about anybody goes for the cover. Kevin kicks out. Now, Kevin starts to get the little upper hand by doing the sky high. Turned into a spike DDT and then goes for the cover and gets the one, two, three over Dan Maloney. So Kevin Knight ends up getting two points for B block. A block is Sho versus Taiji Ishimori. Now, I did not look ahead about the match lineups, and it kind of seemed like this year around nobody was really making a fuss about it or questioning it that we have House of Torture versus Taichi, who is part of Bullet Club, and apparently House of Torture is still under the Bullet Club banner, but they barely talk about House of Torture as part of Bullet Club. It's so confusing. It really is confusing because it makes no sense. House of Torture is a household name. They do not need Bullet Club at all. They don't have to be under that banner. No matter what House of Torture does, wherever they go, they get a reaction Even if it's just booing, cheering, motion with people's hands of like the thumbs up, thumbs down kind of motion. No matter what House of Torture does, wherever they go, they get a reaction. They don't need Bullet Club. Bullet Club don't need them. Evo is doing just fine with the way he is instructing House of Torture to go. And then have Dick Togo there with House of Torture, you know, everything is fine. Everything works well. So this was a little weird where you have sort of housemates fighting each other, but no one made it a big deal like a year ago or two years ago where Bullet Club took over. I believe it should have been like the G1 where it was all Bullet Club. So we were all talking about how like oh, Bullet Club members are fighting Bullet Club members because eventually that did happen. And look, we have supposed Bullet Club member versus a actual Bullet Club member, and nobody made a big deal about it. Like, I need some answers. I need somebody to tell me some more story of, like, why House of Torture is still there. I would still love to interview David Finley and be like, hey, can you kick out House of Torture? Please kick out House of Torture because they don't really need it. Anyway... In this match, it starts out with some trickery. Of course it does. It's House of Torture. We get a count-out stunt, but Taiji breaks free from Evil's grafts and goes into the ring before the count of 20. Evil and Show starts arguing. And this is where I thought that everything was going to hit the fan and break. And I was super excited for more layers, more storytelling with House of Torture because I'm not like one of those... Other podcasters out there or fans, I'll be like, ew, it's House of Torture. Just get them off my TV. Ew, I can't stand House of Torture saying ridiculous negative shit about house of torture rather than realizing yes they are annoying and what they do but they are geniuses and they get you to watch no matter what even though you are complaining you're doing exactly what they want you to do which is not only complain but to watch them and to see if the underdog that they're beating the shit out of can actually make it through their torture look at that pun make it through their torture, and survive for another day. Show takes off the Bullet Club shirt. This is where I really thought we were going to have some really interesting story after this, after him taking off the Bullet Club slash House of Torture shirt, because him and Evil were arguing. Both Show and Evil had the fans convinced that they were going to break up or something was really going to happen and had the fans convinced. Even to the point where Evil does trip show. This allows Taiji to take advantage of the distraction and does a shoulder breaker into La Mystica, into the bone lock. However, Evil does distract the referee. Evil seems to maybe be on show's side still. I don't know. Wait a minute. Does Evil have a towel? Sho is screaming for his life while he's in the bone lock. And as the referee is dealing with Evil, Evil seems like he wants to throw in the towel. This has Taiji break away from the bone lock, become distracted, and have some words between the referee and Evil. And this has Sho rolling up taiji ishimori getting the one two three victory and getting two points in block a show manages to pull a fast one over on taiji ishimori what i don't understand about house of torture is that they can do the most simplest of trickery of distraction of anything And still win when you think that the other person will have them figure out. House of Torture uses Bullet Club tactics to get a victory by any means necessary. And that's what they do every single time they have a match. So, there is a little confusion between Show and Taiji, and Taiji feels like he got cheated, he got slighted, because evil does evil things. However, they still managed to, too sweet, and still called themselves a team under Bullet Club. Like, I don't understand. I really don't. Anyway, your winner, Show, two points for block A. Block B is Clark Connors versus El Desperado. This was an amazing match. Go back to my previous podcast episode where I put over Clark Connors, David Finley, Bullet Club Leader stuff because I really do think it's worth it that you listen to the evolution of clark connors and why he is desperately needed in bullet club not really desperately needed but like really good to be in bullet club we start off very very heavy with stereo shoulder blocks from both men we get exchanges of forearms clark connors comes in with his jeep flip to desperado which is basically his version of the pounce we get a german suplex to el Desperado. Clark then slings El Desperado into the chairs so the crowd moves. They take this into the crowd, guys. Desperado does a spine buster to Clark. We get a body slam, follow up to Clark as well by El Desperado, some chops. Then we get into a chop exchange. Clark goes into the chairs after that. We get a suplex. Suplex. We get Kentaro downhill from Desperado. He wants to deal more damage to Clark because Clark over here started it, so Desperado usually ends up finishing a lot of the shit that wrestlers start. As much of these guys do a lot of damage to each other. Clark Connors ends up becoming a little cocky in this match. A little chip on his shoulder, if you will. We get a beautiful power slam to El Desperado because... Clark Connors does amazing power slams, sets him up for the spear, and then decides to do the no chaser finisher, which is a single straight jacket into a brainbuster and/or suplex, but that was avoided. Because El Desperado decided to not waste any time and do the Escalera pin-clutch combination, which basically holds you down pretty well in this pin attempt. One, two, three. El Desperado gets two points for B-block. Now, there is a post-match beatdown because Clark Connors doesn't like to lose, and losing in the most simplest of ways is very dangerous. Like I said, Any type of pin, clutch pin combination, roll-ups, toe ho they are the most dangerous things in professional wrestling. And it does kind of embarrass you, especially when you are a wonderful wrestler like Clark Connors. So we do get a post-match beatdown, which is a drop toe ho on the chair. However, El Desperado swings the chair to Clark Connors because El Desperado knew what was coming. Next, we have A Block, Teton versus Leo Rush. This was all lucha, 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 all speed, all counters with some kicks. Who could one up who? Who's going to mess up first? Like, this was, you got to make sure you breathe during this match. I somehow made it through. We get... Leo Rush does rush hour and the Spanish fly goes for a cover, kicks out, and then does the final hour, misses that. There's a huge super kick to Leo from Teton. There's the combination kicks. However, this all ends and it all comes down to a double stomp from the top rope by Teton. Teton covers Leo Rush. Teton gets one, two, three. His victory, his two points over Leo Rush for A block. B block is Akira Francesco versus Yo. Like I mentioned, Yo has a new attitude, has a bunch of new bright colors to him, and has a very unorthodox wrestling style right now. Akira is all business in every single match that he does, he's also a very fast wrestler. And a fireball, and is still one of the best. We get a drop kick by Yo, a chop by Hira, some forearms, some planchas that were missed, some Tope suicidas. It started out fast in the beginning of this. We get a crossbody cover kick out. A shining wizard cover yo kicks out. And then we get the most fastest chess play ever roll up no count out akira with a kick akira misses with the fireball then we get that okana roll up with the bridge pin combination that yo is known for this causes yo to get the 1-2-3 against akira francesco in what commentators said it was a minute and 30 seconds a minute and And 30 seconds helped Yo get two points for his match in B block. And do you know what you guys can do in a minute and 30 seconds as well? You guys can save 25 cents on your next gallon of gas that fills up your car with whatever you're doing. If you're making deliveries, if you're on a road trip, if you're a taxi driver, you might want to listen to this. If you download via my specific link that will be down in the description below, if you download the Upside app through my link, you get 25 cents. Off your first order of gas when you go to a participating gas station via the app. Who doesn't want to save money when it comes to gas prices? Gas prices are through the roof. You want to save money. You have a budget. I'm here for you. I'm here to save you money and time. Every time that you use The Upside app, you get to save money on any gas station that you go to. That money accumulates into your wallet via Upside. You have options to withdraw that money into a PayPal and or cash it out for gift cards. Who doesn't love gift cards? Who doesn't love Amazon? It's a match made in heaven because I'm here to save you money. Again, if you want to redeem that 25 cents, savings off of the gas prices in the gas station by all means don't forget to click that link down in the description below when you do that when you sign up and when you use the referral link i get a commission based off of that and you help me you help the brand and you get to help me travel to goddesses of war wrestling in new jersey july 8th as well it's a win-win situation for all of us i'm just here to try to save you money now let's head back into the last two matches for may 18th 2023 best of the super juniors review block a Kushida versus hiromu this was a very nice semi-main event. Kushida is still using his judo expertise. Hiromu is still unorthodox. Hiromu has a lot of endurance. That's what other wrestlers overestimate about Hiromu. In this match, Kushida definitely works on Hiromu's arm because Kushida wants to set up for the armbar later on, the Kimura lock as well. We get a falcon arrow, a kick out, then the float over Kimura lock to Hiromu. Hiromu goes to the ropes, gets a rope break. We get a forearm exchange. Then they start fighting into the crowd, fighting on the outside. And when I say outside, I literally mean they took it outside to where you can breathe the fresh air, touch the grass, see the New Japan Pro Wrestling buses that take the wrestlers to the shows, And so Hiromu decides to do a Death Valley driver to Kushida to the truck. And then we get a sliding sunset flip by Hiromu from Kushida. This is them back inside the place. Hiromu comes in with a blue thunder bomb. And then they go out again to the outside. Start fighting some more. And... Hiromu gets into the ring before the referee reaches a count of 20. So Hiromu gets one point because of the countout. Remember, the rules are very simple. Pin submission, two points. Countout, one point. No contest. Or DQ gets zero points. So because Kushida could not answer or break the 20 counts... Before the referee reaches 20, Kushida loses, Hiromo gets a point, and he gets a point for block A. Our final match is B block Robbie Eagles versus Mastawato. I have already put over these two guys. This is a great main event. You guys should go check it out. It starts off really quick with Robbie trying to be slick with the Ron Miller special. Master knows this move all too well, quickly goes for a rope break. Then Robbie does his battle cry. If you guys don't know his battle cry, it simply goes like this. Robbie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Basically just follow along whenever he's on New Japan Pro Wrestling and it's very fun to do. It makes you feel happy after you do it. But that's definitely his battle cry. Then we get a running bulldog. And a face crusher to Robbie. After recovering somewhat, Robbie does an arm drag to Masterwado, follow that up with a cannonball to Masterwado as well, and catches Masterwado's leg, turns it into a quick leg hook, which does damage to his ankle and calf. Masterwado definitely goes and reaches for the ropes. Robbie Eagles is focusing on the calf and the ankle of Mastowato. So when he applies the Ron Miller special, maybe Robbie Eagles can get a victory. Who knows? We get a springboard elbow to Robbie from Mastowato. We get a missile drop kick to Robbie from Masterwado, And Masterwado goes for the recitamente. Robbie kicks out. But then you have Vindemar there, that pinning combination finisher that... Masawato does that has got him wins on multiple occasions. Double knee strike to Masawato in the corner, that springboard drop kick, and then the Ron Miller is applied, but Masawato goes to the ropes to break it. Masawato has been very resilient in every single one of his matches throughout this tournament. Robbie tries to go for the turbo backpack, but that is avoided, and then we get the Tenzan Tombstone from Mastawato. Tenzan is the mentor to Mastawato. We got that covered, but Robbie kicks out. And here is where Mastawato goes crazy for the last sequence of this match. We get a high Hurricane a 450 knees by Mastawato. And Mastawato ends it all with that high angle German suplex that he has been using in every one of his matches. And that allows him to get the one, two, three over Robbie Eagles. Master Wado gets two points for B block. And he closes the show with that amazing win over Robbie Eagles in Best of the Super Juniors 30. As it currently stands right now, this is the scoreboard for everyone in A block. Koshida has two points. Tsuguchi has zero. Leo Rush has eight. Doki has four. Haromu has eight. Teton has eight. TJP has eight. Taiji Ishimori has eight. Sho has four. And Mike Bailey has 10 points. Mike Bailey is currently leading the A block with 10 points. This whole entire scoreboard is an overall of the six nights in total the scoreboard for b block in the overall scoring of the six nights goes as follows el desperado eight points yo eight points Mastawato, eight points kevin knight six points yoshinobu four points bushi two points Robbie Eagles, eight points. Akira, six points. Dan Maloney, four points. Clark Connors, six points. That is the overall scoreboard for all six nights. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this full entire review of Best of the Super Juniors, May 18, 2023. And now some last minute words from our other affiliates. Guys, we all know Forbidden Door is coming up. Forbidden Door is June 25th. Do not end up buying it for 50 bucks. And that doesn't include any extra perks. Fight TV loves to include perks for all of their online members and everywhere around the world. Fight TV just dropped the AEW 4 pay-per-view bundle. If I would've saw it earlier, I would've told you guys about it earlier, but you can still capitalize and take advantage of the $71.99 complete package of Forbidden Door, all out, full gear. Three pay-per-views for $71.99, you're not going to find a better deal than that than Fight TV. Fight TV is the number one premier streaming services for all kinds of fights, wrestling, and anything else you can find on Fight TV. So, for all of my international fans, when you hear this episode, go down to the description description. Click that link. Make sure you grab the discount now of 71 dollars for three pay-per-views. You will not be disappointed for everyone else that is on the American side. Make sure to use a VPN. Get a hold of that discount because why would you want to pay $50 for June for Forbidden Door, $50 for All Out in September, and $50 for Full Gear in November? I don't know about you guys, but I like bundles. I like to save. I like to know that I pay in advance for things that I enjoy and that I want to watch. And I can forget about it later. What happens if you don't have the $50 to buy it off of anywhere else? Then what? You're going to miss out on the fun and the action. And this is why myself and Fight TV want to save you money with this AEW pay-per-view bundle three for the price of one you can't go wrong it's a win-win for you win-win for me when you click on that link down in the description that is the fight tv affiliate link when you click it when you purchase it i get a commission from it which that commission can help out the channel help me out with traveling expenses buying food because i'm going to be booked in july 8th of 2023 at goddesses award wrestling over in new jersey to be their commentator so anything helps anything goes a long way if i can try to save you money if i could try to save you on anything anything that i could provide i got the hookup i got you don't worry about it so please take advantage of that fight tv aew bundle pay-per-view For all the Americans, use a VPN, change your location, end up saving money. So that way it could always be there for you. You get unlimited replays too, and Fight TV is the way to go. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for commenting. If you enjoy Best of the Super Juniors as well, let me know. Follow me on social media at Marie underscore Shadows. Follow my newsletter, marieshadows.substack.com. There's a lot more wrestling content on there that is not in these podcast episodes. So make sure you go and sign up at marieshadows.substack.com. Also, I am booked for July 8th, 2023 over at Goddesses of War Wrestling to be the commentator for that show. Goddesses of War Wrestling is an all-women's wrestling promotion. They are based out of New Jersey. So my destination is Lakewood, New Jersey, and I would love it if one of my followers, friends, family members, even a listener of this show, if you have the means I have sponsorship packages. You can talk to me about it by either emailing me at squaredcirclepodcast@outlook.com at outlook.com or slide into my DMs over on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows and ask about the prices. And if you can help, that'll be great. If you can't help, make sure to tell a friend. Make sure to use one of the affiliate links anywhere where you can Help me if you don't want to get a sponsorship package. If you do end up getting a sponsorship package and sponsoring me for me to travel safely to and from and eat while I travel from New York City to Jersey and back home... If you are able to do so, you will get a shout out. Your brand will be mentioned. I will put you over. We'll set up a date for a future podcast episode. There are a lot of perks that I will be willing to make a deal with you if you end up sponsoring me for July 8th of 2023 for my commentary gig over at Goddesses of War Wrestling. So make sure you sponsor me if you want to. It's all up to you. Again, everything that I mentioned here will be in the description below, including the affiliate links. By law, I do have to say that if you click on an affiliate link, if you go through to sign up, I get a small commission from that. That commission helps the channel, helps me, helps traveling, helps everything else. Help out the channel. I would definitely, definitely love it. Or help out the podcast. I would definitely be forever grateful for you guys to help me out. So. With all that being said, you have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.